Amen. John chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. After these things, hmm, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, a pool which is called in the Hebrew, Bestida, having five porches. In these lay a multitude, in these lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, lame. And afflicted. That's what that word withered means. Waiting. For the moving. Of the waters. For an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool. And stirred up. The water. Whoever then first. After the stirring up of the water stepped in. Was made well from whatever diseases which he was afflicted. I want to talk about this morning waiting for the move of God. Moving past my pain. Part three. Waiting for the move of God. Amen. Waiting can be a difficult task in the life of the believer. But waiting while you're in pain can even can be even more difficult. It's amazing because in the last two weeks, I've tried to establish this message, these messages, where you can understand that you are a new creature in Christ. But oftentimes, after the excitement of salvation, We somehow, without proper instructions, without proper devotion and discipleship, we revert back to some degree, back to our painful experiences in life. I want to say something to you today that I believe is true. We desire to be delivered but for some of us, we know that we don't, we cannot picture what life is like being delivered. We gravitate back to pain because it's comfortable. Some of us will do anything and everything to be free. Only to compromise what we believe. I'm going to show you that in the text today. 
Many of us here today, we want to move forward. But that bad relationship that you had is still lingering around in your heart. That disappointment that you had. Divorce. Come on somebody. Uh, You may have gotten laid off. You may have gotten fired. You may have done some things to bring your pain. And yet, you've, you've built a castle around your pain, which I call a stronghold. As a matter of fact, some of us here today cannot even picture ourselves free. What does it feel like? What does it look like? How desperate are you for your freedom? Come on, somebody. And I believe that if we're going to move past our pain, there's something that we need to do. We need to wait on God because I believe, but not just wait on God, but wait for the move of God. Because what I found out is that we can prematurely move past our pain without God and outrun God. Come on somebody. See you know if it's you that delivered you or if it's God that delivered you there's a difference. See positive thinking doesn't get it. Amen. I can think positive today and still carry my pain. I know people that smile. And on the outside, they'll stand in a big circle and they'll talk. And the reason why they don't want to be by themselves is because when they get and they want to be in a crowd is because when they get by themselves, they have to deal with who they really are. Do I have anybody? Have you ever been, have you ever been, been, been disappointed with you? Come on, somebody. Have you ever done things that you wish you would not have done? I told you in Romans 7, Paul says, quit condemning yourself. That God does not condemn you so you ought not to hold yourself hostage. And somebody here this morning, you're holding yourself hostage to your pain. But I want to tell you something. You got to wait for the move of God. Do I have anybody? John is our writer. And it's interesting because in chapter 5, John writes about Jesus. In chapter 5, we see something unusual happen. And what happened in chapter 5 is so unusual that it changed, it it changed what I call, it was a life-changing, history-changing moment. The Jews and the Samaritans hated each other. Jesus shows up at Jacob's well. The Jews thought that they, uh, I'm sorry, the Samaritans thought, thought that this is what they thought. They thought that they were just as Jewish as the Jews. And that they had a right to the well. Are you with me? This age-long fight between, watch this, the Samaritans and the Jews in chapter 5. Watch this. It had been going on for centuries. But it was passed down from one generation to the next generation. Let me ask you a question. Are you passing down your pain? We teach our children to hate. We teach them, oh, we don't like them. They're not part of the family anymore. I'm talking about family feuds where things are passed down. 
That's what's going on. The Bible says that the Samaritans and the Jews had nothing to do with each other. Question is, what happened? Well, they had some differences. Matter of fact, one of the Samaritans, the Samaritan people went into the temple and desecrated. They brought a dead body and put it in the temple to desecrate the temple. And that's where the beast started. So in chapter 5, Jesus meets a woman who is of Samaritan descent. Are you with me? And what he does is that he breaks down the divide. Saints, I want to tell you something. That woman went for water, but she didn't realize that she would see the move of God in her life. She walked all the way to the well, and the Bible says that Jesus initiated a conversation, and here's what she said. She says, how is it that you being a Jew is talking to me? You see how deep that hurt was? You see how deep that bitterness and that pain was? How deep the hatred was? That they would, listen, they would walk past each other. Matter of fact, on the route from from where they were to going from, I'm sorry, from Galilee, right? Going up the coast, you can't avoid Samaria. (laughs) But most Jews would go the opposite direction. To get there. Because of the hatred. Somebody here today, you brought some traditional pain in your life. Some stuff that's been going on a long time in your family. Some stuff that's been going on for a long time. And let me tell you what you're doing. You're passing it on to your children. You're passing it on to another generation. And until you move past it. You won't be free. Jesus tells the woman, hey, I got something for you. I got some water. Are you with me? And then Jesus asked a question before he gave her the water. He said, go get your husband. She's like, well, you know, I don't have a husband. She said, you're right. You had four. As a matter of fact, the one you have now ain't your husband. And then she says, man, I perceive that you are a prophet. When you listen to the man of God, he'll tell you some stuff. But the point is, he will point out the things in you that you don't like. Amen. Am I talking to anybody here today? So here they are. The divide is down. The tradition of hatred is dissolved. And then, if you look at chapter 4, verse 44, there's something really powerful. Now, before I go there, I want to say this to you. Watch this. Watch this. Sometimes, you're waiting for the move of God, but you can't get it in your own house. You know why you can't get it in your own house? Because you treat the man of God commonly. Look at verse 44. What's verse 44 say? For Jesus himself testified that a what? That a what? Some people would rather drive over to the north side than come right to their house and get their freedom. 
prophet is without honor. Listen, he could not do that miracle with the Samaritan woman in his own town because they rejected him. Let me say this to you. We will reject anything that comes to identify our pain and pull it out of our lives. Listen, when the doctor comes to, when, when the nurse comes in to give you a shot, do you say, oh, I'm so happy, give me the shot. <laughs> that represents what? Pain. But next week I'm going to talk, well, week after that I'm going to talk about pain with a purpose. And oftentimes we're wondering why, God, why? But I want to say to somebody here, Jesus says, I can't do what I want to do because you don't treat me right. You don't treat me. Look, in my own country, a prophet has no honor in his own what? Country. Look, verse 45. So when he came to Galilee, the what? The Galileans received him. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Can I ask you something? Are you rejecting your help? Amen. Because watch this. Pain can put us in a place where we become numb, immune to certain things in life. Watch this, watch this. It says they received it, haven't seen, watch this, they received them, haven't seen all the things that he did in where? In Jerusalem and what? At the feast. For they themselves, what? Went to the what? To the feast. So we have the Samaritan woman. We have him saying the prophets, he did a bunch of stuff in Jerusalem, right? And then Jesus heals a nobleman's son. Jesus did all this stuff, right? On his way to his destination, to the temple. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Go to verse, go to verse 50 for me. Verse 49, the royal official said to him, sir, come down before my child, what? Dies. This man was waiting for the move of God. The Samaritan woman waited for the move of God. As a matter of fact, let me say this to you. Waiting for the move of God is good, but you never know when it's going to come. See, but that's where your faith comes in. I don't know how long, God, I'm going to be bitter. Come on, somebody. I don't know how long it's going to take me to get over this hurt. And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. You haven't dealt with it. You haven't dealt with that pain. That pain is real. You got daddy pains. Come on, somebody. You got mama pains. You got husband pains. You got wife pains. You got life pains that you just won't deal with. Now, you can keep ignoring it. I'm talk, am I talking to myself with the mic on today? Come on, somebody, help me. Amen. And you have all these pains that you're walking around with, but are you waiting for the move of God in your life? Watch this. Watch this. Look at verse 50. Jesus said, Jesus said to him, go. Your son what? The man, the man what? The man did what? What did he do, y'all? He did what? He believed the what? See, the problem with us at times is we don't believe the word. We hear the word, but we just don't believe it. 
It's like, what will it take for you to believe it? I know what it's going to take. It's going to take you moving past your pain so that you can be free enough to focus on it. Oh, come on, help me somebody. Watch the text. The text says they believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and started off. And as he was now going down, his slave met him saying that his son, oh, come on, help me somebody. Was what? Living. And then we come to chapter 5. So Jesus heals the Samaritan woman. His own country didn't want him. Right? He heals this man's son and now he comes to chapter 5. And in chapter 5 I find it to be very interesting. It says, now, after what? All right, so we know what things now, right? You got the context? Is it set up right? There was a feast. Now, the Bible never identifies, no writer really know which feast it was. Okay? But it says a feast of the Jews. And Jesus, look what the text says. He went what? Up to Jerusalem. Right? Now let me tell you what, the, what this was all about. They were required as Jewish men to make a pilgrimage. Amen. If they live at least 30 miles from the temple, they were required every year to come to the different feasts. The feasts were called celebration. Right? The feast of weeks and different types of things like that. They would celebrate. It was a time of celebration with God. Kind of like what we do every Sunday. We are in this feast this morning. Right? We're here to celebrate. We've worshipped. We've given. Come on somebody. We've prayed. Right? And so Jesus shows up at this time. And look what the text says. Now there in Jerusalem. By the what? Sheep gate. Now, the sheep gate, see, in the temple, there were certain places they would bring the sacrifice, the sacrifices. So the, the sheep was what you would give to the blood to sacrifice for your sins. Now, we just exercise 1 John 1, 9. So picture the temple for a minute, right? In other words, they're going to church. And when he arrives to church... The text says, watch what the text says. It says, which is in the Hebrew called what? Bestia. Now listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. The word, that word Bestia means, here's what it means. It means the house of mercy. That's what it means. In other words, people would come there looking for God's mercy. Looking for their breakthrough. Oh, let me bring it closer to home. You came here today. What did you come for? Did, did you come to receive God's mercy and grace and blessings upon your life. I hope that's why you came because there are a lot of people that come around the church for different kinds of reasons. But 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 see, here's the thing. The text says that they came there and there were five porches. That word 
porticas means porches. So picture this. There's a pool. There's a pool, right? Let's say there's a pool. And there are five porches that leads to the pool. Now watch this. I'm trying to help you with something. Watch this. Watch what the text says. The text says, and in these porches laid a what? A what? A, a, a multitude. Now, that word multitude means thousands. Now, watch this. You know what I found out? People that are physically ill, they will go to the place where they can get healing. The doctor, for instance. But people who are emotionally ill, they won't do anything about it. You know you fly off the handle. You're mean-spirited. You just smile in church. You, you've got a disposition about you. you. Listen, I want to tell you something. It's deep and it's nasty. Am I talking to myself? Amen. Touch you the wrong way. Look at you the wrong way. Amen. Do something that pulls you out of your routine. And guess what's going to happen? We're going to see the real you. Baby, you need emotional healing. You can't pray it away. You got to deal with it. Now watch this. Five porches. Right? I want to show you something. Can I help you? Watch this. Let me help you something. Watch. Watch what's at church. Because people come to church thinking that, oh, it's, it's, it's live. It's bumping. It's whatever, you know, it's, what is it? It's dope. It's lit. <laughs> That's your mama. Watch what it say. Watch. Watch what the text said. Text says, are y'all, y'all with me? They lay a multitude who were what? Come on, help me. Sick. Blind. Lame. Huh? Withered. Stop right there. I don't want to go no further than that. Look at the kind of people. I'm talking about waiting for the move of God. Now watch this. These people were there not just one day, but try years. Can I ask you, I'm going to deal with that next week. Can I ask you a question? How long you been in your pain? How long have you had emotional pain and you won't deal with it? You've been disappointed. You've been scarred, but you keep hiding it. And it keeps popping up. But watch this. These are people in the right place. Okay? Watch this. With the wrong motives. I'll show you that. I'll show you that. Watch this. Watch this. First thing I want to give you. If you're going to wait for the move of God, if you're going to move past your pain. First thing I want to give you. Put it up there, put it up there, put it up there. Watch who you surround yourself with. Hurt people 
attract hurt people. So just imagine, right? You're trying to get your healing, right? And I'm going to show you why. This is a competition. Because, let me say this. They suggested that when the water got to moving, only one person would get their healing. I'm going to deal with that in a minute. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Maybe the reason why you haven't changed yet is because you're still hanging with the wrong people. Maybe, maybe the people that's trying to help you, they're worse than you, but they're trying to give you advice. How can somebody who is living with so much pain give you advice and they haven't even got their deliverance yet? Can, can we answer that? Listen, you would rather call them than call your pastor who can give you an objective look or a biblical look at it. Oh, y'all ain't trying to hit me. Y'all ain't trying. Watch the tech. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. There's nothing wrong with, watch this, with wishing and waiting for your healing with people like this now, okay? If they're all on the same page and they all want the healing. But you got to remember, these people were in competition. Watch this. Somebody is going to try to step in front of you to get their healing before you. And that's their mindset here. Listen, if you want your healing, you got to be careful who you surround yourself with. I've seen people who disguises themselves. I don't know. Have you ever? Have, has this ever happened to you? They disguise. They they say they mean you good. They want to see you do better. But they're just as broken. But but for some reason you're attracted. Oh, come on, help me. To that kind of person, to that kind of advice. It's because, listen, you have something in common. The question is, are you waiting for someone to deliver you? Or are you waiting on God to deliver you? And if you're going to wait... You got to know what to do while you're waiting. Now watch this. They're in the right place. Watch this. Some of us are in church. We're in the right place, but we're still lame. We're still sick. We're still withered. We're still blind. Watch this. Our condition hadn't changed. As a matter of fact, you got saved and then you reverted right back to what you used to be immediately. That's why you don't want to hear the word. Now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. The Bible says they were sick. Mm -hmm. They were blind. They were lame and withered. Now watch this. This word, these, these phrase that describes their condition, it's a definite article. Now, a definite article serves as an identifier. Let me ask a question. What, are you, what have you been identified by? Oh, come on. I thought y'all would have got that one. But what, will you be identified as the broken woman? <laughs> Amen. As, as, as the angry woman, as the angry man, as the impatient brother? 
You follow what I'm saying? See, see, what I'm trying to say is the reason we respond that way is because of the pain that we carry. See? But if you're waiting for the move of God, there's hope. Watch this. Watch what they were waiting for. The text says, and, and they were waiting for the moving of the what? Now you know what was happening? Somebody started a rumor. Now in modern times, they have explained what was going on at this pool. God doesn't operate like this. And I'll show you here in a minute why. Watch this. Apparently there was a subterranean pocket of energy. Watch this. Either air or a stream underneath the pool that caused it to occasionally bubble during certain seasons. So these people equated, equated that work today actually I needed that to say what are you waiting for not who what that's my next point I got some questions for you if you're going to wait for the move of God the question is what are you waiting for are you waiting for your stuff to just disappear are you are you waiting for something that cannot be attained it has to be emotion. It has to be, oh, 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 God is just going to touch. I'm waiting for the move of God. Oh, Shonda, Shonda, Shonda. You know what I'm talking about. The question is, what are you waiting Can I ask you a question? Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, what are you waiting for? Let me say this. Can I, can I lay it out? The move, are you waiting for the move of the water or are you waiting for the move of God? Watch this. Are you waiting for, are you looking for superstition or salvation? Are you looking for sanctification or medication? (laughs) You see, they explain the fact that the subterranean pocket blew up bubbles and they were sitting there waiting oh man from the time it, it, whoever gets in first going to be healed maybe someone has tricked you into believing in superstition my hands is itching my hand been itching the last two days Last two days, boy, my, my hand been itching. It been itching, boy. I was like, ooh, Lord Jesus. Amen. What's the first thing you th- think about? Boy, you're going to get some money. <laughs> Superstition? So, so I walk around now, right? I have no faith in God. I'm walking around looking for my money. I got more faith in an itch than I do in God. Supply all my needs. 
I'm trying to help somebody. See, what we have to do is get rid of these traditional superstitious mindsets that we have that causes us, watch this, to miss the move of God. They're waiting on the water to move. I'm waiting on God to move. There's a big difference. Watch this. If, when God moves, watch this. All those five porches with all those people will be healed. Saints, it blew my mind when I said, I said, hold on. I went to like 17 different commentaries to make sure I had my facts here. And what the commentator said is this, this piece was not originally in the manuscripts. Amen. Somehow it made it in. But listen, we're superstitious by nature. Follow what I'm saying? Horoscopes. How many of you read horoscopes? How many of you say you're a Gemini? You may got some germs. I don't about no Gemini. Amen. I'm a Capricorn. Capricorn and Cancer don't get to get along together. Y'all, y'all walking with me now? Amen. Y'all walking with me? That, listen, they're in church. Watch this. With a superstitious mindset, waiting not for the move of God. They're in church, waiting for the move of the water and not the move of God. How can you be in God's house and not wait for God to move, but you're waiting for everything else to move? How can I get my freedom? If I'm waiting on the wrong thing. You want to know why you're the same? You haven't looked at you. You haven't really dealt with you. Because you think, well, if I get more educated. If I get a better job. If I, watch this, if I climb the corporate ladder. If I position my family. Jesus said, listen, you brought nothing. Oh, I had somebody just now. I had you right there. Watch this. And you can take nothing with you. So watch this. Some people who wanting to get rich have ruined themselves. But here's the picture, y'all. We got lame people. We got withered people. We got sick people. We got blind people. And watch this. They all hanging together. That's why I said, watch the company you keep. Because what do you think a lame man going to tell you? Hey man, I don't think he's coming today. Let me get in front of you. Because they're waiting for what? One person. Only one person is going to be healed in that water. One person. The Bible said what? Multitudes. Jesus preached to multitudes. So we're talking about in the thousands. And you're hanging around people who've been sabotaging your deliverance because they're trying to get ahead of you in line. Superstition. Rabbit's foot. Horseshoe ring. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Some of you read your horoscope religiously more than you do your Bible. Don't lie in church. And if you've been delivered from it, praise God. Oh, let me give you another one. Fortune cookies. Oh yeah, I got my revelation today. Woo, somebody attractive is going to come my way. 
Seriously. I want to tell you something. We are superstitious by nature. You can't get your freedom. You can't wait for the move of God and wait for superstition at the same time. It doesn't match up. Let me ask you something. Do you want a real cure or do you want something based just on superstition? Right. And in order to move past your pain, you got to wait for the right thing. So the question is, here's the question. Here's my next point. Who are you what? I'm sorry. What are you waiting what? For. Move of God? Put it in your notes. Or the move of the water. Watch the next part of the verse. For an angel of the Lord. Now, now let me show you how people do stuff. Folk will take the name of God, the acts of God, the move of God, and attach it to something for their own benefit. Nowhere in scripture do we find that angels move like this. I want you to search it. It's called angelology. Study it. Angels don't operate like this. Subterrain what? Bubbles. Air pockets. But they were so big that it was like... But somebody came up with the theory that what? The angel of the Lord. Can I ask you something? Are you attaching God's name to your mess? To something that you want to be a certain way? Here's the thing. When you're sick, you want to see things a certain way. You would believe just about anything. Anybody with me? That's why we, when the doctor said, take this, I ain't got no problem, I'll take it. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. For an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool. And what did these certain angels do, do, y'all? He stirred up the what? Stirred up the what? The water. So here's the thing. If you're going to wait for the move of God, my next point, I got one more, we're going to go, we're going to go. What do you believe? Is that a valid point? Let me ask you something. What do you believe? What do you believe about God? What do you believe about the ability for God, watch this, to deliver you? Lord, I've been carrying this pain. Somebody here today, your belief system has been dismantled. So therefore, you don't have faith. So now you've got your faith in superstition, half-truths. You believe in the prophets and uh, apostles and you put on TBN and you, and you say praise God and all this stuff, but you don't believe it. How can you say it but don't believe it? Question is, and I have to ask you this today, what do you Believe. Watch this. Watch this. Listen to this. This miracle, they believed in something that wasn't real. Now, watch this. It goes to show you 
that a lie can spread real far. And not only that, but there are multitudes of people sitting here on this porch and they're all believing what? They're desperate. Can I ask you something? How desperate are you today? Are you so desperate that you will start believing a lie? See, when you're sick, everything looks appealing. But in your desperation, don't deny God. Know what you believe. God, I'm suffering right now. I, I don't like the person that I am right now. I don't like how I respond to things because I'm bitter and I won't deal with it. I, listen, I got pain. I got pain. I was disappointed by life. I can't appreciate my spouse. I can't appreciate the people that love me because I never was loved before. So now God has put someone to love me, but all I do is reject them every time. I'm talking to you. Amen. But but see, my belief system is based on emotion, experience, and tradition. And so therefore, what I'm doing now, I'm just multiplying it. I'm just, Listen, I can't heal because of my belief system. Listen, some of us have strong beliefs. We strongly believe certain things. But listen, if it's not biblical, baby, then what is it based on? Somebody said, listen, they believe something that wasn't real, but watch this. But I know someone who's real. Why would God, listen, here's the question. This is why I know it's not real. This is why I know this miracle right here didn't really happen. This is a Benny Hinn situation right here. That's what that is. Benny Hinn got 55 people come on stage and only one get healed. Oh, and you know why they got healed? Oh, because of their faith. Really? Seriously? I hate to call Benny's name, but that's the truth. Watch this. Why would God just limit the healing just to one person? Just like the Jehovah Witness say, only 144,000 is going to be saved in the end. Why would God create billions and quadrillions of people and just only save 144,000? That's a misinterpretation of the Bible. What do you believe? Turn to your neighbor and say, what do you believe? Do you believe the truth or do you believe a lie? Faith comes by hearing. And then how can they hear without a teacher? I don't mind being talked about. I, I don't. I, listen, I don't mind it. Listen, matter of fact, I prayed sometimes. I'm like, Lord, I, I know I shouldn't have said it like that, but I had to say it. I'm persecuted for it, but I thank him that he gives me the courage not to cower. I'm not condoning you living in sin. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to tear you stuff, Right? That's going to make you feel comfortable. I'm going to comfort you as a shepherd. I sure am. But I already know when you don't believe what I believe, it's hard to talk to you. I can't minister to you. 
And the reason I can't minister to you is because you're not hearing my voice. The sheep hears the shepherd's voice and another he will not follow. So you know when you hear his train, that ain't my pastor. Uh-uh. Mm-mm, we don't roll like that. Uh-uh, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> you know, you okay, I know what you believe. And watch this. You ever notice that you're trying to get past your pain and somebody's going to come with some superstitious stuff. The Lord told me to tell you. Really? <laughs> really? The Lord told you to tell me? Why didn't the Lord tell me? We, I have a relationship with him. Anybody? I got a relationship with him. Why didn't he tell me? I got one more point. We're going home. But watch this. I don't, don't understand why God would tell somebody else something that he needs to communicate to me. And listen, and if you're not my pastor, then I'm, try, I'm really curious then. Amen. What's your motive? Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Let me tell you something. Sometimes during the day, your name pops up in my mind. Y'all don't understand this relationship, y'all. I just be rolling along, and then I start praying for you. And that'd be the very moment you're about to cut somebody out in this office. All of a sudden, you're like, I ain't going to do that. That's real, man. The relationship we have is real. But listen, if we hurt and we're walking around with pain, we can't grow no ministry. We could listen, at some point we gotta rip off the mask. If you were to come to church like those lame, sick, blind, and withered people and take the makeup off. Keep it in your purse for later, but I'm just saying. May I say this to you? Grab this. People that are desperate will believe anything. You hear me? People that are desperate will believe anything. They call this, you know what they call this in, in, in the Bible time? Medicinal water. Send me 1999. Listen, your pain, it won't go away with some water or oil or me pushing you down on the ground or me prophesying to you. No, I'm going to tell you, baby, you nasty. What do you mean, Pastor? See, you ain't been in my office. I ain't going to tell you public. I'm going to tell you private. Baby, you nasty. You're bitter. Now, let's talk about the pain now. Somebody need to tell you because if your husband tell you, you get all mad. Well, well, you got an attitude too. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. See, you can't receive from your spouse because your spouse identifies what's real close. Guess what? Your spouse is your mirror. So I put you in the office and I say, listen, baby, you you need to check that. 
Now what you mean, Pastor, I need to check that. Why you call me carnal? I remember that. So I talked to some. I ain't going to call no name. Well, I don't understand that word, Pastor. What you mean carnal? You're fleshy. You're saved. But you're living in the flesh. Somebody need to tell you that. But well, that ain't your place. I'm your pastor. And guess what? If I don't tell you that, well, that's why you have all kinds of struggles at the job. That's why you don't have good relationships. That's why you're single. See? That's why you're single. Because guess what? You look good. You're pretty. You're handsome. But you're nasty. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the people at the pool. And watch this. Some of us are lame spiritually. Some of us are blind spiritually. Some of us are withered spiritually. Spiritually, You know that word withered means to be afflicted. Have you ever felt that aggravation in your soul? Come on, y'all. You got to be real with yourself. The question is, see, you're going to miss the move of God if you don't take these points to heart. Because God will start moving and you won't believe it. God's moving right now. He's speaking to us right now. Medicinal waters. Watch this. Watch this. Last point. Watch this. And look, and look what they said now. It says that whoever, right, then first, after the stirring up of the water, stepped in, was made well from whatever disease with which he was what? You know what that word afflicted means? To be possessed. So here's the picture. The picture is whoever was first to step in. Next week I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you what Jesus did, right? But watch this for me. Watch this for a minute, okay? Check this out. You got blind people. You got lame people. You got sick people. You got withered people, right? Possessed by something. Watch this. Watch this. And they all trying to get in the same pool. But it's like the lottery. Only one can win. Now watch this. If I'm blind and I don't even know where the pool is, and I'm relying on somebody to tell me through my ear, right? Hey, hey, the water's moving. You think I'm gonna tell you? I'm trying. Say it again. I'm trying to get mine. 
See the kind of superstitious stuff that be going on? Watch this. You got all these sick people around the church. Everybody's trying to get into the same pool. Some can't even get up to get. My question is, how are you going to get in? This is why I say, stop waiting for the move of the water and wait for the move of God. If you want to move past your pain, you got to let God move in you. You got to let the power of the Holy Spirit through the Word of God start dealing with the inside of you, ripping out. Listen, listen. I'm not going to be mean to you. Now, y'all don't. Y'all know me. I'm not, I, I don't go. I don't roll like that. But what I do is I have to tell you the truth. Sometimes I avoid you, man. Sometimes I avoid some people. I really do because I be like, man, not today. I ain't, I ain't going through that today. Mm-mm, not today, boo. I got to preach. Amen. But you ever notice my approach? How you doing today? <laughs> hey, some of y'all familiar with me. You know what I mean? And eventually, guess what? I get to the topic at hand, huh, Heard? I say, I love you, but I got to tell you some stuff. And some of you are like, well, Pastor never tell me nothing. <laughs> if I ain't never told you nothing, <laughs> figure that one out. There's a reason. Because I don't want you to blow up on me. <laughs> See what I'm saying? I don't want you to go off on me. See what I'm saying? I don't mind you going off now, okay? Because I want you to get it out. All this punching the bag stuff, that stuff don't work. See what I'm saying? You have pain, baby. And God wants to heal you. That's why you can't treat your husband right. You can't treat your wife right. Because you got pain. You ever notice you try to cuddle it? I don't want none of that. Oh, shucks. You sleep with your back to back. Two backs. Me and my wife had this thing where we would meet in the middle of the bed. Because we realized we were sleeping apart from each other. We got a big old bed. So, all right, babe, we're going to meet in the middle at nighttime. Y'all ain't trying to help me. And sometimes, amen, there you go. Watch the text. Text it. Next point. Next point. Next point. Last, last point. Not only what do you believe, but here's the next, here's the last point. Will you seek God for your healing? Why would God set people up like that? So that one person, only one, can you t- are you telling me that only one person in this church today can get their healing? I believe we all can be free today. Oh, come on, help me somebody. I believe God is stripping some pain off of us right now. I believe God is dealing with us internally right now. Listen, a man can't deliver you single women. Man, can't do, I don't care how much money he got. Because let me tell you something. There's a, there's a string attached to that thing. And guess what? You ain't the only woman. Amen. Y'all ain't trying to say. Vice versa. Men, same thing. But the thing with men, we're prideful. See, we're full of pride. 
So, so we ain't gonna we gonna say we hurt. Well, I ain't in pain. Pain. I, I beat pain. I fight pain. <laughs> From I'm saying, I fight pain. I I'm pain. Matter of fact, my middle name is Pain. I got joy on one hand. I got pain on the other hand. Come here, Radio Raheem. <laughs> Y'all ain't trying to hear me. You follow what I'm saying? You know, that's how we roll. That's how men roll. Right? And then, watch this. Then you want a man to be sensitive to your needs. And then guess what? He full of stuff. He full of pain and pride. And you want to hug with him. He's like, hug. He'll hug you at first. Oh, yeah. He'll do anything you want him to do. And then you think you got him trained. And he's like, a, he's like, he's like, a, he's like, he's like the devil. A roaring lion. If I'm saying, you know what? He makes you think he's what you want him to be. Oh, come on, help me somebody. But then guess what happens? After you open that cookie jar and taste that cookie, it's over. He go back to just being, he stopped going to gym. <laughs> he let himself go. He went from an extra large to a 3X. Just right overnight. Amen. He grows some boobs. He barring your bra. You know? Am I right about it, ladies? Huh? I ain't got no I ain't got no support. <laughs> Am I right about it, ladies? Like what happened? Right? What happened to you? <laughs> you just let yourself go. Amen. Because you got comfortable. But pain is something that we carry. But I want to help you to move past your pain, y'all. Listen, the caterpillar is ugly, slow, and slimy. It takes all day, listen, it takes all day for a caterpillar, caterpillar to go two feet. But when it undergoes the process of metamorphosis, and the caterpillar then becomes a beautiful butterfly, amen, that's born. Metamorphosis is the process of something at work on the inside, watch this, trying to show up on the outside. You see, there's only one reason the butterfly can fly because its wings has to be strengthened by the work it does to break through the cocoon. Listen to this. If a bystander was to come by and slit the cocoon open, it would disable Oh, I wish I had somebody. The butterfly. The butterfly's wings are developed through struggle. No struggle, no strength. No struggle, no flight. Every Christian is like a butterfly. Listen, God wants you to break through your pain. Come on, somebody. So that you can become stronger. So that you can become wiser. And so that you can become better. And I want to tell somebody here today. Wait for the move of God.
Give God a hand clap of praise. 